I'm Mike. And I'm Allison. We've both been guests on We Are Movies before. We love talking movies with Johnny. But I'm a jealous boy. You are. That's why we've decided to talk movies with, with each, each other. other. We started our own podcast called You, you Made, made me, me Watch. Each week we make each other watch a movie the other has never seen. You Made Me Watch. New episodes every Friday. Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. Ooh, I'm Johnny Mockney, as always. It's good to be back in your ears, and this is the penultimate episode of the spooky season, and I could not have asked for it to be a better one. My guest today is the great, hilarious comic Jay Hunter. He's also the host of the podcast Sitting Down with Stand-Ups. Um, he, he's definitely Cleveland's best export, in my opinion, and uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. We talked about the movie It Follows which is now kind of a modern horror classic. Also, a very important movie in the annals of filmed in Michigan movies. So, um, this is a spoiler warning, as always. We're going to get pretty deep into it. So, I definitely recommend going to watch it. Follows if for some reason you haven't yet. And then come back here and enjoy this second to last episode of Spooky We Are Movies. I recently ran into uh, a guy at a show in Cleveland. Every month they put on a show called uh, Jokes on You at Hilarity's Comedy Club. And this one guy listened to the set and he's uh, he works at hilarities and he's an actor and he invited me back to his place where it's just him and some other actor friends just sitting down shooting a breeze. And we disgustingly ripped through movies and it was beautiful, <laughs> like hearing actual actors, uh, uh, what movies they really like their personalities because you could have a good actor but that doesn't mean they're out there like oh yeah i love crash and uh right, right. uh and all those like indie hits man this one guy what did he man he he it's like it, if he would have said rambo i would have got it but he said like this one movie he was like yeah this is my like number one and i was like who are you right now <laughs> like right. It, oh it was it was so much fun and these this group of guys four of them they all live together uh they just recently moved to atlanta to continue with acting Oof. i remember i was watching an interview with um it, it was like I, I, oh it was for like once upon a time in hollywood and it was uh brad pitt leo and uh margot robbie were all doing this interview and yeah. they were asked like what their favorite movies were and then i think margot robbie said something like her favorite movie was Spaceballs. And it like clicked for me. I'm like, wow, like Margot Robbie's a super talented actress, but also she's like that, like that girl in theater that I knew who actually just grew <laughs> up and became successful. So she's not like a quote unquote cinephile, you know, yeah. she's just, oh. <laughs> she's just good at her job. <laughs> good at her job and, and likes what she likes. And that's, right. oh, and even better, she, she was honest. So right. it's like she didn't, yeah, gone with the wind, you know, <laughs> she, she was just like, honest, like, no, no, that's my jam. That's yeah. my, that's my Jimmy jam. And, oh man, that it's just a beautiful thing to get some honesty out of, uh, ooh, ooh, actors. Well, 
when you sent me the list of the possible movies to talk about, it was a pretty eclectic list. There was a, mm-hmm. there were a whole bunch of different things. Uh, do you consider yourself like a movie guy much? Absolutely. Almost, uh, almost to the point of snob and <laughs> would say it with pride. Uh, I accidentally uh, got onto the Cleveland International Film Festival selection committee. Uh, wow. I think it was in 2014 um i was just at a party and it was a group of about five people and they were talking movies and i just jumped in gave my two cents well one of the ladies was like the director of cinema you know not the marketing and not the you know all these other things that go into a festival sure. like she was like this director of the, the the cinema and she sat on this board and she was like hey uh we need people to you know, screen movies, do write-ups, you know, give it like a grade. And then that's how we choose what's in the festival. Uh, I don't even think she finished the sentence. I was saying yes. And <laughs> I like, I, I did it. And then they ended up giving me this pass. Uh, this pass got you into any movie. You didn't have to wait in line, all these things. Like a $800 pass or whatever, uh, valet parking, all this good stuff. And the festival was for 10 days in downtown Cleveland. Uh, I'd say that was my first festival experience. And uh, I'm kind of crazy. So I would at least watch three to four movies a day, eight days out of the 10. And I was addicted. So I went five years in a row after that. And I had to get that pass or above because it's the... Now I'm about to sound, I don't, I don't like standing in line with the regular people, (laughs) Uh, but it guarantees my seat. I could come in at any time. I could plan, I could have a game plan and and like they would have like seven theaters. Uh, Each theater would have a run of six movies, you know, starting at like maybe 10, probably going until midnight, you know, and just movies, movies, movies. And there and different days would repeat another movie. You'd have to, I plan that out like war, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I know I want to see this. I want to see that. Oh, I've seen so many good. I own a few of them. And uh, I think did I put the Kings of Summer on? No, I didn't put the Kings of Summer on that list, but I've seen that one. Yeah, that's all that at the festival. And that was, oh, wow. Boy. So that must have been right. That was probably before it got its mainstream release then, right? Yep. Yep. Wow. Now, what do you consider yourself like in the uh, in the in the in the film world? Um. Well, I, so I'm literally so I am a film student. I I, I have a film minor. Um. It's not, yeah. It's not my major. You know. Yeah. I don't wanna... But that's still good though. <laughs> but, oh, that's awesome. But uh, I am. I'm putting. I'm heavily considering uh, going to grad school to become a film professor. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, film has just always been something that I've been into, which, you know, like Margot Robbie started off with space balls when I yeah. was six years old and then, but you know, it's, it's grown. Um, and so that's, you know, that's why I do this and I, I'm just super interested, I guess, in, uh, the, the movies that people love, like, I, you know, the great movies of all time or yet you study yeah. them in class, you know, you study what's considered the most, um, important and impactful on 
culture um and then obviously in the film world but I, I the things that interest me are just people's favorite movies and the stuff that inspires individual people so uh, do you i mean do you consider yourself a horror guy much do you like that genre no nope. really it's the <laughs> it's it's a phrase that i love to say when people ask the question like uh what type what type of movies do you like and i'd say the good ones <laughs> and and it, it annoys of course uh but it's the truth because sure. whatever the genre is i just want to see the uh, same thing with music too but like it whatever the genre is i just want to see the best in it right and and it's it's absolutely a you know because it's a it's a gift i mean you sure. you get a title of horror movies and then there are certain parameters that you have to be in and then watching people stay within those parameters and wow you with something you may have never seen before or the best of its version. So that's, that is it for me. So like I have, I definitely have like favorites in the horror, uh, just, just favorites in action, favorites in, in, in comedy, famous, uh, favorites in drama and, and suspense and multiple. So like I have probably top fives in all those groups because there's just different reasons why it it gets me and uh, like I really really sit back and enjoy movies like I sure. couldn't be a film critic. Someone was like, hey, why don't you be a film critic? Because then I wouldn't enjoy movies anymore. You know, you yeah, would, you you wouldn't be able to just sit back. You'd always be working. You know, and that's just whew, very very eh, very daunting. But I did not know you had a film minor. That is. <laughs> That is dope. It's it's really just uh, it's an excuse to turn the thing you love into the thing you have to learn. It, it can, but it kind of pushes you toward uh, a path. So it's yeah. like like uh, you could take oh uh, uh, turning your passion into uh, your profession almost. Yes, yeah. Consolidate. That was the word I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, consolidate. Yeah. And we'll just edit uh, this the way where it's like. Uh, uh, where you consolidate and exactly this just flows everything again. in the middle of the out it'll just be <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> um so it follows um came out in 2015 i remember when this came out i remember i mean if you were like into movies it was pretty popular i think there was a lot of buzz uh amongst not just like the indie crowds but regular people that i knew yep. like had heard of this movie um did you see it right when it came out I I saw it right when it came out, and since I've seen so many movies, I can't remember if I saw it at a festival. I want to say I did, but I mean, then that whatever. But I saw it when it first came out, and I knew I had to own it because I saw it four times in the theater. Oh wow! So, oh yeah, I don't um, I don't play like I uh, <laughs> I uh. Back in 2000 and I want to say 2001, it was like right after I got out of uh, like my first school in the military and I was kind of, I was kind of dim in high school and the military gave me discipline and I really honed it in. But I went to this indie theater in Cleveland and I went to see Memento. And when I walked out of Memento, it was like the, the sun was brighter and the birds were clear chirping <laughs> and flowers were blooming in front of my eyes. And I was this new person. And since then, 
I've saved every single movie stub. Uh, in a, it's like in this one of these mesh uh, laundry bags that I got from the the Navy, and no matter how many movies I see, it just always stays at this like thick. It just doesn't <laughs> fill up because it's these little squares of paper. They just get squished together. They yeah. just get squished together. They'll never. I'll never fill the bag. <laughs> you know, I can watch movies from my entire life. So it's it's I I I had to see it. I would see it with other people. Then we would talk about it afterwards because I felt that one movie was a very good conversation starter. When you just ask the simple question, how would you do it? How would you, how would you handle it following you? And right. that's, oh, I love that. It's, yeah, it's totally, it's a concept movie. Yes. Like it, it's the, the elevator pitch for this movie. I feel like it, it's it hooks you at the same time it was interesting i was reading something from uh, uh david robert mitchell who's the writer and director he was saying that at, when he was writing it he wouldn't tell people what it was about because he thought it sounded too silly no <laughs> it, it, factual because because yes. when you said when you said elevator pitch all i thought in my head was you can't have one because <laughs> right because the execution of that movie made that movie so right. you could have been cheesy over the top with a 200 million dollar budget mm. and you would have just been like mm, mm. but utilizing tension acting yeah. minimalism kept you in the zone it kept it kept me coming back to watch the movie to see other things that you didn't see before it it was a very well-crafted cinematic piece. So mm. it, it would, it would break my heart to, all right, you got, you got 30 seconds while this elevator is <laughs> going down. What's this movie about? Well, uh, you have this thing that follows you after sex, uh, emergency stop <laughs> prize the doors open get out, you know, right, uh, yeah. that was a good move. No, but, uh, so it, yeah, it, that's, it is, it, ooh, I'm just so glad someone believed in him yeah. to make that vision come true. Because if, if I'm not jumping ahead too much, I there's really no such thing as jumping ahead in this podcast. We just per perfection. Say what you say, what's on your mind. <laughs> I really feel like that movie gave birth to the essence of stranger things and sure. one other movie. Uh, or something else because it, it, it utilized a vintage feel hmm. and like, like calm tension. And that, I mean, that's, and, and a great score. Uh, like, I mean, I know I wrote down just the music that go, Ooh, the music going along with it. Just ooh, ooh, chills. Well, yeah. I mean, cause I mean, we still, maybe we're just at the end of it, but there is this eighties. We like, we've had eighties nostalgia for so long. Like, yeah. 80s nostalgia started right when the 80s ended like the wedding singer i think came out in like the early 90s and that movie was already about 80s nostalgia but we're now i think you can put a lot of the um i don't want to say blame but a lot of the credit on it follows for we're now into this uh we like the dark 80s synth wave kind of uh like specifically the way yeah 80s horror has come yep. back with stranger things like you said spot on and and it was it was done so well that you 
you can write in magical things and it's not even dialogue. So it's, it's, <clears throat> it, it, it brings things, definitely brings things together. Like I, I thoroughly appreciated how the movie paced itself as well. Yeah. It, it, you just, you really don't see, you really just don't see a lot like that. Yeah. Like, like I could give an example on the other end of the spectrum where, uh, have you seen the movie Tenet? I haven't watched it yet. No, I, I saw that movie a couple of times in the theaters too. <laughs> uh, and it like in, in Ohio, like just the more theaters are open and you know, nobody's going to them. So it was sure. like, I went to go see it. Uh, and just nobody in the theater, but that movie is great for theaters. And that movie had the ability to keep a certain amount of tension for two and a half hours. It, it's it's a combination of the way that it's written and its direction because mm-hmm. not just attention but keeping tension like right. keeping it's like you're interested because something didn't let up the cat's not out of the bag you know what what do we do so it it follows i even i i, I played a oh my lord i didn't even do the game right so i have this like note card when i was watching it for the millionth time and I was going to tally how many times we see it and its iterations of, you know, because in the beginning, you don't see it. You see other people seeing it. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect for me. Right. Like, I, I like that because they're like, okay, but why is she bugging? And, yeah. and it gives you these little reveals and then gives you another little reveal and then gives you another reveal. And it follows no, I, I man, I am just a big fan of that. Yeah, the way that the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's just you're just following these characters on this date. And mm-hmm. the, it, there's the, that moment in the movie theater when he's like, Do you see that girl? And he, or because he's like yeah. pointing to somebody. No, and, her right there. Right. <laughs> And you know something's wrong and there's like genuine fear in the guy's performance. So you know something's wrong and you don't know what it is. And that's scary on its own. But then after it's revealed what's happening, it's such like a clever way to kind of just ease that into the story, you know. And it wasn't too much to where you go, what? Or or you have to rewatch it. You go, oh, that's why he was tripping. Yeah. It's... It worked because he didn't flip out too much. Here's where his character was probably the most complex. He knew he couldn't freak out too much. Right. Because we, this was the only time we got a chance to really, really see someone making their mark and how they did it. You know, like she, uh, passed it on to some dudes partying on a boat okay you didn't you just didn't you didn't see anything going into it but like he in the middle uh, like he already picked her or whatever he's going on these dates he's just keeping it chill because he knows he's he wants it to just happen organically you know Mm -hmm. uh he doesn't have the ability that she has you know he has to uh wine and dine so the fact that he sees something that can kill him walking toward him and he's like, uh, man, I, I feel sick. We got to go. Let's, right. But but still kind of shook, but not too shook. Oh, boy. Well, it's such a, 
interesting and nerve wracking position to be in that he has to seduce somebody to prolong his own life. Yep. And that's such a, that, like you wouldn't know like how you would go about that. And I think the, the performance is so good. Cause like you said, you can tell that he's scared, but he's also, and he's like, I, I gotta have sex with this girl. Like that's yep. his plan. And he, yeah, he, he had, he had a, he had some cards stacked against him because, because <laughs> he, he, he was like, sorry, but right. he knew he had to, it, <laughs> well, yeah, there's a moral, there's a moral dilemma to this movie too. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you know, the morality of passing it on to somebody. Cause he's not you know part of you is like like because his act what he's doing isn't malicious and that he's just trying to give it to somebody because he knows it will come back to him if it gets her so then he has to explain to her how she can survive yep but in turn he's also doing that to protect himself because if it gets to her then he'll be next and that's such an interesting morality in this movie and and the characters ponder that and you never quite get a clear answer between the characters too it's a smart technique for them is allowing our characters to figure it out as well because it it you just you didn't have to you didn't have to speed it up you didn't have to be like hey you have it now tag you're it and then she's like oh my god ah i gotta run gotta run who am i gonna fuck it was (laughs) uh this guy did some weird it oh here's why i like this one it was real like it was it was the best thing that you can get toward real supernatural like uh that suspension no it, it might be the suspension of uh was it belief disbelief suspension I don't know. of disbelief yeah I think. yeah but but it was real like it wasn't like uh you know some of these jason situations they're like oh my god <laughs> what's he doing in here no it, it was like it was like, yeah, man, this lady was just walking toward me. So I was bugging. So I just got out of here because she just kept walking. She didn't say nothing to me, you know, so I left. Uh, it, well, he's definitely, I think the really cool thing in this movie is that obviously there's that 80s inspiration with like the score, which is super like John Carpenter 80s score. Yeah. Um, and the, the there's a lot of similar approaches with how they use the killer because the the idea of the killer itself is incredibly original but they stick to like that classic michael myers rule of the killer never runs yep because it's way scarier if the killer doesn't run because running is like a sign of humanity and mm-hmm. a sign of urgency yep. and if they don't run then there's nothing to connect to and you're like that is just an entity you know yeah. and 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 it 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 goes into like the the algorithm of how you def- not defeat it but you know like your techniques to prolong time it it allowed i mean it's just rules you know and it that was kind of an arbitrary one you know like why is it walk you know if it just jogged a little bit it'd be able sure. to just punch the clock <laughs> all right guys whoo that was a rough run i hope nobody I mean, how does it start? You know, like is right. it someone a voodoo doll? Was it like Chucky put a? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it, because if it jogged a little bit, that'd be a short movie. Just one right. of those things where it's like, oh no, all, all you'd have to do is look like a jogger all the time. <laughs> oh my god! 
but I, I love how, oh. I love how they play with that um with that idea since like the, this, a lot of this movie is just about them waiting like they go to yep. like the beach and they're just waiting for it to catch up with them and that's I, there's so much tension in that too and it's such effortless tension because we know what the threat is but we're still allowed to spend time with the characters and I put that beach scene like I wrote in my notes that the beach scene was killer yeah. uh, it it was so heavy like I, I play it back in my head constantly because it's it's light it's airy it has it has these things that just trick you as it's happening they're sitting on the beach you see all the friends except for one but you're not even thinking about them because the guy has a glance over at the whatever and that's just a distraction mm. he, he he glances at the sister and she's like yeah thanks and he's like yeah and then jay is just like chilling uh yeah. uh center center frame uh and then that moment where your brain won't put it together but like the other friend just passes by uh in the inner tube and passes by and then it cuts somewhere else so you, that you forget that she passes by and then it cuts to jay again with the friend walking up behind her mm -hmm. oh because like you would you would just have to be a trained eye to be like oh wait that's it because homegirl is still in the pool but it had to cut to her again like hey you guys should come in the pool and yeah. then cut back to jay and then that's walking and then you're like uh oh and then what you said it walks so it's that tension and then it goes to you can't see it right and her hair just goes up and that's the first time in the movie that you see how it interacts with people that it's not after because oh. well you see that they see it's just invisible because their yep. hair is just raising up yeah. but then the way that when the guy tries to hit it with the chair and it just pushes him like a oh. couple yards just just like a, a launch like yeah it's well oh damn now now my brain i hate when my brain gets into this because once my brain gets into it but like okay i could launch this guy like across the screen <laughs> but i chose to just pull her hair you know <laughs> right Listen, well, I, <laughs> the method of murder altogether is it's a little it's a little vague but one of the few murders because because there's a murder we see at the beginning of the movie um where a girl's leg just gets just, torn just torn up and at we don't right we don't see how it happened we just see the aftermath oh. and so the murder that we do see is when after jay the main character she ends up having sex with that like neighborhood guy the, the yeah. quote-unquote like delinquent type of guy who doesn't quite on he doesn't quite buy that there's actually a ghost he was like oh yeah oh you have to have sex to you can have <laughs> sex with me and then i'll just take care of it right uh, yeah, the, a great way to be a hero. Just yep. offer to have sex with her. Offer to like, have sex. I'll do it if you need me to. Um, and then, but his death, where the the it, you know, the yeah. the entity takes the form of his mother and then attacks him and humps him to death. Yes. is like that's the first time you actually see it in the process of murdering somebody, and it's like you, then you get this understanding of like, oh, it's. <laughs> like it's not just gonna like crack your neck or something there's like it's a torturous going, 
process. It's going to murder that man booty. Right. That's that's what that's what happened. And then Mom the fact murdered man booty. <laughs> well, yeah, the fact that the guy's last thoughts were my mom is humping me to death and then he dies. That's the other thing I think about. That I'm like, this guy doesn't even he had no time to process what it was. His mom was having sex with him and then he he was dead. <laughs> didn't even didn't even know that right? it was real. It was just like mom, oh, <laughs> and then death. Right. Mom. <laughs> I'm the worst. I love that. Oh. Oh. It, it okay. Then I think that's when we are able to see it kill. Yeah. And then go after the original. Right. Because like, once the, it's killed him, it turns yeah, back to Jay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and like, like it, it doesn't use, oh, now I'm, now I'm really getting sick. Now I'm really getting like sick to my stomach on, I could launch you 4,000 feet. Right. But locked doors. Oh no. <laughs> uh, wait, <laughs> I got to throw a rock to break into a window. Like, right. That's interesting. Cause matter still. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, like I can, I can, I can blow a, a small hole through the door can't open it yeah. no <laughs> you know but it it's it still it, it's it it had it had just the right amount like it wasn't even it wasn't even i'm only thinking of this now because sure. ever I was perfect perfect 10 uh, yeah. everything made logistical sense uh i think part of what's super scary about this movie too is is the way that you can very easily generate terror from very simple images of somebody literally like the, the beach image you were talking about. It's just her friend walking behind her, but the context of the scene makes us terrified of that, that yeah. image. And the movie, I think it kind of conquers the uncanny, which is like everything in the movie is a little uncanny. It all kind of feels like a dream. Mm -hmm. um, there's a very vague, time period like there's old-fashioned tvs and old cars but there's like a cell phone and like a weird like shell kindle thing so we we don't get an idea of when this takes place really. no no not at all <laughs> because what what girl uses a compact kindle reading what was it the the iliad oh the idiot by dostoevsky yeah oh, she it's about what did you say it was about uh steve or whatever the dude's name is mm -hmm. uh, hey jay no but yeah and did you know where it was filmed it was filmed in detroit right yeah that uh, it, it yeah. was just oh because they made mention uh i couldn't go past eight mile or some shit like that well, but and, and i actually know somebody at msu whose high school they filmed it at no so because they filmed the high school oh. stuff at a real high school there yeah that meant that oh the high school scene where they yeah. were looking for homeboy where they did the uh which i should look up the the technique where the camera was just spinning and it allowed you a glimpse into you don't know what you need to be paying attention to the main right. focus is they're talking to somebody at which call it but then you're just seeing there's class going on so it kept me engaged that it's a real movie mm. and then uh there was the red herring of uh someone walking across the campus like or I tried to to mark how many times there were red herrings where it's just like, well, not because they're not even red herrings. Yeah, they're red herrings because 
you don't know uh, at certain points that how it follows right. and where it could be. And they show in the background random people walking yeah. toward characters. The diner scene, uh, and it, I mean, ambiguous too. So it's like it, it, we don't know that they were coming for them. The diner yeah. scene, the campus, uh, I know at the end when they just cut, you know, to the the final, there was a person walking behind Jay right. and uh, Homeboy. Which could just be somebody walking, but now yep. we've been trained to just be scared of that. Um, yep. And uh, I mean, the whole movie is like a terrifying game of Where's Waldo? Because once you understand the threat, your your eyes are just darting around the screen. And yep. um uh, one of my professors uh, who's been on the podcast before, uh, Jordan Schoenig, he uh, showed a film called Playtime by Jacques Tati, which is uh, the whole movie is famous for the fact that you never know what to focus on at any point in the movie. It's usually the the frames are super dense and there's people all over and there's multiple visual gags and stuff happening yeah. and you it's up to you to find it. And he said that It Follows is the playtime of horror movies, which I think kind of checks out. <laughs> what, um, what, what year did Playtime come out? Oh, Playtime came out a long time ago uh, i want to say 80s? sometime in uh, 80s or 70s yeah okay. um maybe even sooner i'll look it up just to yeah no i'm i'm going to cuz I, I i write it down just to you know 1967 <laughs> so okay 1967 that was a good year for somebody uh yeah. that's who um i just like movies to be real though like it's yeah it's it's fantasy has its limitations because there's really no new story under the sun mm -hmm. uh even our brains don't think of new stories because it's like a part of us are, are going no we want something that people will see right so it's so hard to just just snap and think of something like brand new but if you keep a movie like real and like realistic oh i just it 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 just makes me feel so much better to to see it when it like succeeds so i i have a question do you think because because it is established in this movie that at the beginning um when she has sex with this guy and she inherits the you know this std demon that murders you uh it's her first time she was a virgin before that mm -hmm. and which makes it even more horrifying and distressing that like the first time she did it this happens yeah. do you think the movie is taking like a like a, a pro abstinence stance or anything do you feel any of that oh my stars uh oh my stars not at all not at all they, because they made they weaponized sex and they didn't do it they could have made it scarier yeah. see uh paul that's the paul the nice paul, guy yeah paul jumped in and said yo pick me you know yeah. and 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 i'll worry about it so it's it's like he he's not old enough to be making you know decisions or whatever but he knows how to be uh, a hero he knows what he likes and he was like you know what I'll bang you. I know what the consequences are. I'll yeah. give you a little bit of this, Peter. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. You know, and 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 Peter, Paul. No, but he it, and it it it. They would have been able to make it scarier 
uh, uh, the sex part scary. It, I mean, they would have had to, you know, oh, if, we, if, we, if anyone has sex, oh, we all die, you know, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They even show him like driving past like prostitutes because he's processing. Right. Where am I going to go drop this uh, burden? <laughs> if it's still, you know, if it's still out there, where am I going to go? You know, this this baby, put these babies somewhere. And prostitutes, terrible idea because it's just because <laughs> you're not going to tell them. They're not going to believe you. Right. And uh, it'll come back to you pretty fast. Real quick. <laughs> Uh, so I want I want to take this portion to say uh, what would you do? Because I I've thought of a, about two big scenarios. Okay, so this is actually tricky because so assuming they didn't kill it at the end because it is left <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah. Um, it's like on one side you're like you want to pass it on to somebody so then it's their responsibility to fend it off. But the thing is, if you don't pass it on to somebody, you at least know that it's always on to you. Whereas if you pass it on to somebody, there's always the threat of it will have kill that person and come back to you. And so you might let your guard down. <laughs> Whereas there's like a, a weird security in always having your guard up. If you know, it's always after you. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I morally, I would feel like I shouldn't pass it on to anybody. I would feel like that's the wrong thing to do. So I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going fall to on your sword. Yeah, I'm going to fall on my sword. I'm going to take the stance. I'm going to take the pro celibate stance uh, <laughs> and say, uh, despite despite the world's best efforts, I would stop having sex with people uh, and just, just to save other people's and, lives and, and keep running. Just keep running. Yeah. So just hand jobs here what if that counts what if what if a small version of it comes <laughs> instead of a person it comes as like uh little animals like squirrels you know yeah. is that squirrel following me <laughs> oh, I should have that's that some expanded out. universe right there oh that's, my god uh, that's yeah. setting yourself up for sequels there <laughs> does All everyone right. else see that rat you know? <laughs> just i've never seen a rat a rat saunter before <laughs> i've never seen i didn't, didn't stop for cheese or anything just, i've never seen a raccoon casually stroll up to somebody <laughs> <laughs> just do 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 like what right. last time you seen a deer not spooked oh man okay i think we got to pitch this uh, this is listen uh, let me find the right elevator oh my god <laughs> let me find out where he lives i'm gonna run into him and be like this okay now that i got you at the grocery store you know <laughs> now that i see you're in the dressing room at gap you know let, let me oh here's what i would do um all right if i had solid friends i would form a coalition coalition of couples uh let's just say three couples we all choose who's going to be, you know, the first couple, the second couple, and the third couple. And we all just give it to however. And this is a swingers party kind of. Yeah, we'll swing once. <laughs> okay. Once, one swing, one good swing. <laughs> May not even enjoy it, but, um, oh, do you have to come? Is that, no, I'm kidding because women give it. Okay. But so, <laughs> okay. So, we're this group of six people, right? Hmm. Now that we're this group of six people, it makes us a lot more dynamic to move. Now it's walking. So I go, uh, let's see, 
I'll start somewhere like Florida. Um, we'll give it to somebody. And just as a group, we all just move to California. We live comfortably for three months. You know, I'm not going to say I looked up the walk or whatever, but just three months. And then go back to the East Coast, live for three months, go back to the West Coast, live for three months, even mm. go to other places and just live everywhere for just three months and always bouncing long distances. All of us could have odd jobs, you know, yeah. just figure out a way to make money. You know, we all pool our resources. We all live together. We'll all be on guard. We have two individuals that can see something weird and we'll always hang out together. So we'll be like, do you guys see that? They go, yes or no. And it's basically a warning system, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, which is awful because like say one dies and right. like, oh snap, it's, that's how you would learn though. You would, you would adapt to that. Like, uh oh, it's getting smart. It's instead of walking, it stops in Albuquerque. And just hangs out to see if it's you know, but it's always walking. If it if it obeys the rules, you could live forever bouncing right. back and forth. Well, you you've definitely thought about this. The only problem there's two problems. One is you have to. I mean, you this is assuming you can get people to participate in your in your swingers group, unless you don't tell people that you're going to give them a an STD demon until it's too late. Then you know, can I'll, tell. I tell I tell the the entire group it'll be full disclosure. And okay. And you, so you would find need them out. to agree. You need them oh, to yeah. be like Paul. Yeah. We you I need five Pauls. Right. You know, like. <laughs> um the other thing I was thinking, they don't explain this in the movie. It doesn't get to this extent, but I mean, can the entity can it walk onto a plane and ride the plane there, or does it just walk? It's so it doesn't think. So it's like right. when we we know it doesn't think and it only walks in a straight line because sure she the the first scene she runs into the street uh goes a fair yeah, distance she circles around a bit and watches yeah and then loops around and i was like even this scene it's too close for comfort you know like and <laughs> and and all of them all the scenes if, this, if i had my oh if i ever got like the director's hat i would have if i ever had the director's hat why would i get a director's hat and then recreate this stupid movie anyway I would have had someone during like regular scenes walking. So like the, the scenes that get cut or whatever, someone would walk so that it does pace the right way. Like, yeah. I don't think she went far enough to see it walking, allowed it to get close enough, did the circle, ran into a house. Yeah. Like, like, like walking. I could probably get back to you by the time you're passing your dad again, mm. just with that time, you know, cause she didn't go that far. So that, and, but, but I would uh, like every scene, I would just always just kind of have someone, you know, walking. I'd look up how long it would take for the, like there were, okay. When I was watching it again, there was another moment where it was impossible for the thing to have walked and caught up with them yeah uh only one scene though it wasn't the beach because they didn't let you know and then after the beach okay i guess that does make sense because the beach was kind of far away mm -hmm. it was probably like north 
because I was like, how could she just get into an accident? And it doesn't catch up with her. Doesn't catch up with her. I there. thought about that the first time too. Yeah. Doesn't get her in the hospital. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of a, cause you can't, you can't just say, all right, guys, you can't like in every movie do the, all right, uh, uh, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> flex out of the cast. Yeah, like, flex out of that little <laughs> cast. Get your cast off of me. Oh man. Like using it all the time. Yeah. I even saw at the end, the guy holds her hand, the hand that's in the cast. I'm like, man, <laughs> if I know how casts work, you're not holding that hand. You know, right, like, right. you're just like holding a nub. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like, that's, it's like, there has to be residual ouchie to that <laughs> area. Like, come on, man, let's be serious. I, I do think that, I mean, for for the few, like, kind of like logical fallacies I might be able to find, it like, it kind of checks out in the way that the whole thing does sort of have this dreamlike quality where yes. you don't quite know the universe. And uh, also kind of like a lot of eighties horror movies, like parents are just inexplicably non-existent uh, besides the one that d- d- apparently has sex with her son to death. <laughs> like how many times have you seen it? The movie I've seen it like three times. Okay. Cause the more I see it, the more they get, the- the first time I saw it, I was like, do parents exist? The yeah. second time I saw it, I was like, okay, I saw a scene. And the, the after, just more and more when I see it, there's like this presence, but it's this absentee presence. It's mm. she's sitting at a table um, doing something, talking on the phone while they're sitting around watching TV. Uh, the, the two parents had like a conversation about something. Uh, I think there was something that insinuated parents hospital the fact that they had sex in the hospital i don't see how that would happen but it's just it's it but i like it because it's it it was not enough i mean Mm -hmm. there's like i mean high school it's like oh man your parents are everywhere like how are you getting point a to point b get out of here but it it takes away that sense of comfort that comes with having parents present yeah you know even though the parents couldn't do anything about it there's just something comfort like like it's just the fact that it's kind of a coming of age story i guess in a weird yeah. way they did they grew up very quick yeah right yeah because like by the end of the movie it's all about you just have to take this into your own hands and you have to live your life and yeah. i thought that was an interesting aspect of the movie to end it with her with paul um, after they've had sex and so she's apparently passed it to him and I don't even know if you can pass it back and forth but you know they've both accepted the responsibility together yeah. as I think is the symbol when they're holding hands and they're walking and the things behind them yep. uh, or, or it might be behind them we're not sure possibly um, <laughs> but but it's like um, I feel like I forget the point I was trying to make but um coming of age right oh yeah coming of age and that i think i'm gonna cut this part out too and it'll flow perfectly um (laughs) i i feel like that is about them um just still deciding to live life and like despite how horrible of a situation they're in they can walk down the street and hold hands because they're living it with somebody and they can i guess still find enjoyment you know and do it together because that's right. the, the 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 key takeaway I had was that I have is live life. Whatever situation happens, live life. So don't you don't you just don't you can't stop. Like that's 
whatever, whatever happens, you just can't stop. I mean, there might be things that could happen to you and you're just like, okay, that's, that's the last straw. I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. But until that happens, so someone punches you in the face, live life, uh, COVID's outside, live life, uh, mm. anything, just live life. Cause that's, it's really all we got. I mean, yeah. And the, I mean, in the movie specifically, it seems like it's kind of pro companionship and that companionship will make, th- make burdens easier, I guess, like sharing the load sort of, um, which, you <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, in the words, in the words of Bon Jovi, uh, we have, we've got each other and that's a lot for love. Right. See, um, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's poetry. Poetry in motion. Good sir. Poetry. Uh, so how many times have you seen the movie by now? Uh, I think it's about 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Do, does it still scare you when you watch it? No, 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 no. Uh, I, uh, it's too much. Uh, I admire it way too much to, sure. for it to like all the details too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's random enough. There's too much admiration. Uh, like nothing, nothing really scares, scares me. And I'm, now I'm just looking at details with fascination and, 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 and respect. Like the first reveal to uh, Jay when the rock was thrown in the kitchen. Yeah. Paul's goofy ass runs up the stairs. That was just dumb anyway. Uh, runs up the <laughs> stairs and she just, they do that like slow walk into the kitchen and her turning her head and just face to face with a busted grill titty out peeing on themselves yeah. girl. Like, <laughs> oh man. Luckily yeah. it was Jay, because if it was this Jay, <laughs> uh, it would have to take a pregnancy test. Hey. <laughs> no, but yeah, that that was that was I liked it. It's intense. And yeah. and people that aren't really in the movies, they go, uh, 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 uh. you know, right. they get real like with the peeing, like they because once again, they made out that movie to be real. I'm like, what contraption did they put on her? to make it look all dribbly and because it worked it, mm-hmm. whatever they did they had the consistency it even smelled the same you know it's right well also i mean this is this is a perfect example of a movie that is an original idea that's a fairly low budget production compared to what's what are big hits now you know um and it's still affect it like it affected a lot of people like regular people who went to see it I, uh, cause it's such a different idea. Um, like, I don't think it, even though the movie takes so much inspiration from like, I was reading interviews, he was said like John Carpenter and like George Romero and these people, it's yeah. not like derivative. It's not like a copy, you know, it's totally yeah. its own thing. And also just the fact that it understands regular people are scared of naked old people. Yes. which is a, like a every now and then it'll take the form of a naked old person and we would all want to run away from a naked old person as fast as we can almost ran away from the tv that was like <laughs> yes that was ooh, just spot on and 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 no offense to old people but of course 
I have no problem with naked old people, but if you were walking towards me as a naked old person, I would run away. I'd, I mean, I have no problem saying that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. In fact, naked old person or just man walking yeah. towards me. Right. No thanks. Because that's, <laughs> that's just, just no thanks. Uh, okay. Naked woman as well. Cause I, I don't, I don't want that smoke. It's not cause you just, you can't just you, like my father always said, you just can't take everything for free. You know right. what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's strings attached, you know, there's somewhere you're, you're going to get caught up somewhere just cause a <laughs> naked woman is walking your way. It could be it from it follows. <laughs> um, speaking of which, is there a form that it takes in this movie? That's that scared you the most like one, because it takes all these different forms. It's like kids, it's old people, it's people she knows. Uh, like, is there a certain form it takes that stuck out to you as being particularly scary? I really, I really, I, I'm sold because they tried to be over the top with the the tall guy and the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the because the kid had like these blacked out eyes and was like, Rah! but. It was the friend. The friend was the scariest for me as a viewer because the walk was perfect. She, mm-hmm. she it, it, and it was just a, a doppelganger. And, you know, like the mother one was, was a, a doppelganger, but nobody, nobody thought of it that way. Cause right. You know, to him, it was just, his mom knocking and but that she was just walking and i i just it it had something to it you know the other one was banging on the door and that was like you know all this action and took a look like oh yeah you're next and then bangs on the door some more but the just the 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 walking i liked it it was it it was the the shark going in for the kill right yeah yeah that was good um there's a couple in the movie that are like, um, like when it's the tall guy who might not have eyes, you can't even tell. Yeah. Like moments like that work too because nothing prepares you for it. There's no establishing. Like nope. you don't get time to become accustomed to it because you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, is that a six five guy with no eyes? And then it's in a different form in the next scene. So you don't even have time to process it, I, which is scary on its own. They were they were very spot. The randomness is is yeah. is just spot on. It, it's yeah. it's it's enough to unsettle you, and that's uh, just kudos. I I take my hat off to good sir. Uh, it's also interesting too because I mean it, this reminds me of how you said you like whatever's good you know you're Mm -hmm. not a horror guy you're not a specific genre guy i mean uh, david robert mitchell the movie he directed after this was a movie called under the silver lake which is not a horror movie it's like uh it's like a detective um like neo-noir kind of movie and kind of a comedy so that's the one with uh who's the star in that um um, edward uh, norton no um Uh, andrew garfield uh garfield yeah And, and so it's like, you know, he's kind of a guy who like, he, I don't think he's a genre guy either. I think he just, he likes good stories and good ideas and, and an image that sticks with you. And that's why this movie is so rewatchable and you, that you can, I think, watch it the 10th or 11th time. And even though yeah. it's not scary, it still works for you because there's so much to admire about it besides yeah. just that like visceral reaction. 
Yeah, there, uh, and I, I do like, I, I, I like movies that have that lasting effect because, um, I want to say, why else would you purchase something if it didn't have, uh, a lot of return on its right. investment? Um, like if, like if you buy, um. Like I, I'm trying to do my best not to like name a sequel, <laughs> but it, it's like uh, now all I can think of is like if you if you bought Die Hard three, like it, like you know what's about that or oh uh Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. like unless you just really enjoyed nope not Sixth Sense, the others like just something where it's like you just can't go back and watch it because you where it's like all in the twist. Eyes. Or not just all in the twist, because I'm really trying to name a very mediocre movie, and okay. I'm, I'm drawing like a blank. And it's like, why would you? Why would you get that movie? Right. Um, what Rush Hour? I don't. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's it's something that's. I mean, like, the others might be a. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of movies that one time is enough. Yeah, and you know, Avatar. You, I, Avatar I, yeah. I've yeah, never well, rewatched Avatar. <laughs> I've I've never watched Avatar. I would be <laughs> damned to see that fucking movie. I've heard I just heard too much about it. I just heard not too much about it. I heard uh it's it's the same story, but I I went to see it for the graphics. All right, I was like, cool. All right, I'll go <laughs> I'll go do anything else. Because right. I don't need to see a movie for graphics. That's uh, it's oh, dances with wolves except a cartoon with blue people. <laughs> dances with wolves kevin costner is best uh i do like movies with lower budgets because yeah. it allows you to be more creative you start throwing big budgets around you better be christopher nolan that's all <laughs> right. you you better be you know you better be something well and this was filmed in the midwest which is like you know the perfect example you know this wasn't some like just some like west coast elitist team <laughs> this is, yeah you know yeah. this is such a home homegrown film uh it, i it might have i don't i think this was actually after the tax credit thing ended too because there was that period of time where we had the michigan tax credit and a bunch of movies were filmed in michigan like i think grand torino the clint eastwood movie was like the first one and uh, and then it just inexplicably they stopped it um but yeah, like it, I, I always, I have an appreciation for just these little movies filmed in towns like here because it makes you realize we don't live in the middle of nowhere. There's plenty of stuff happening here too, yep. you know. And 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 it's 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 real. I it, it's yeah. just it's 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 real. Like I I'm just I'm gonna stand by my guns. I will stick. I will stand behind a movie that depicts uh, real or a type of reality. And I, yeah. I am I am slowly trying to write a trilogy that is very much like it follows where it's in the realm of real Mm. and the the trilogy is going to be a action i want to say like an action a comedy and a like a suspense thriller so the rush hour trilogy yes no uh so here's the kicker uh so we're going to have like nine people that are going to be the main cast. Uh, three people will be the principal cast in each movie. 
and each movie will have a different out of that nine you know what i mean so like mm. the comedy will have these three but then the other six will be in it uh the thriller will have these three and then the other six will be in it and then the which we'll call it will have these three and the other six will be in it and the way that it plays out it's still all in the same kind of world yeah but uh this one movie is a comedy this one movie's a thriller and this other action is going to be like superhero-esque and then i have this idea and i don't know why i would say this on the podcast but i have this idea where i want to show how the human body would be able to do a lot of these things so it's like uh it's on a cellular level like where mm -hmm. someone could run super fast or fall from all these like whatchamacallits and then the cells just kind of group in a certain way like yeah you get uh, it gets shot and then like and then that instantaneous moment like cells collect to the location where it's going and then it's just like hard as a brick and then it goes back to normal or you know the the size your legs would have to be to run at a certain speed or whatever like yeah the, it's it's going to be one of the, it's going to very and it's just going to be slow and, and intense you know and it's, it won't be a whole bunch of things but it'll play out like uh uh, the return of superman the uh, the one that everyone hated where it was too slow and dramatic oh yeah the, are you thinking of man of steel man or? of steel uh, the one where they they do a flashback when he was a kid and he saves the people when the bus crashes yeah yeah, yeah. a man of steel yeah. man of steel yeah i i just i just like it small reveals and just mm. just build up to it and oh this is so crazy but i i i on on my podcast sitting down with stand-ups i like to ask the question like what was the last good movie you've seen and it's been a while since i've seen something besides tenant because tenant is just where it is in my life um but i saw something else uh the the werewolf of sleepy hollow wolf of sleepy hollow oh i really want to watch that that's the, it's the snowy one right <sighs> With uh, Jim Jim Cummings and uh, Robert Forster, I've oh blooded oh it's good. I, I can't wait to watch it again. So like <laughs> I I didn't know like I saw his movie before this, and it was Thunder just like Road, a, right? Was it again? Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Yeah. yeah, I because I was just like, wow, this movie was quite random, and I enjoyed <laughs> it. Uh, this is in the same vein and tops it and i really ooh, it's it's a good it's a good feeling when 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 it can do it to you again like how, I, did, I, how did you see the movie where does it come out uh the the wolf one was uh it's on amazon amazon okay. prime wolf of snow hollow yeah okay snow hollow yeah gotcha. snow, i don't know why cool. i said i said sleepy hollow you said sleepy hollow. that's all right that's another movie that's the all I gotta, these but, Yep. There's two movies the with movies. Hollow in the title. Yeah. They they get mixed up. And <laughs> kudos for them to write that because my mind immediately went to Sleepy Hollow. And I'm just like, yeah. mm, that's dangerous. But <laughs> uh, I may have seen the trailer or just read the description and was like, yep, I'm watching this. And yeah. paid off. And I, I don't pick too many because I, I could watch the first 30 seconds of a movie and already know I'm 
not watching this. Right. Um, I pulled up. Uh, do you know uh, Letterbox, the app? Uh, it, it's no. it's like a social media for reviewing movies. And uh, so I, I've started doing this at the end of episodes. I pulled up a couple of half star reviews for It Follows uh, just to, <laughs> to to see what they had to say. Um, I have one half star review that says, literally, it's about ghost herpes. Terrible film, not worth your time. Which, um, I mean, I guess it's a matter of opinion, but the the pitch, literally, it's about ghost herpes doesn't sound... Like, I don't know. If somebody said that, I wouldn't be like, oh, that sounds like a half star. Uh, <laughs> literally about ghost herpes. Like, like a half star. Like, oh, I've seen better movies about ghost herpes. <laughs> like, like, half star. That old, that old thing. Yeah. Oh, go- ghost herpes. Not like I'm going to be scared of that. Stupid. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ghost herpes? Celibate. Like, man, <laughs> that makes me just sick. Half star. I know what he can do with that half star. Uh, it, he, and I said he, because ghost herpes is a yeah. he, is a. I drink Bud Light, and wh- why did my girlfriend make me watch this? Like well, that's. I, I like you celibate because I mean, really, if you're not afraid of ghost herpes as a concept, it just means you you don't have sex. <laughs> like, uh, that's the only explanation. I mean, unless you're out there like I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Damn. <laughs> no, <laughs> Please read another because th- these are make me angry until I can turn it into comedy. Okay. Uh, I found this other one. The more I read positive reviews of this trash, the more I hate it for failing completely to turn a great premise into a decent film. Running around in the same tiny circle and terrible effects for all its running time. Waste. I, I don't even know if I understood that. Okay. Here's how I understand it. <laughs> What is their username? Because I'm finding this fucking person. Oh, um, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I am serious. I'm I'm angry at this person. I oh, I hate reading the good reviews because this movie is such a waste of time. Uh, what? You yeah. are the guy that's saying, huh, you're not funny over other people's laughter. You asshole. Right. You asshole. Eventually Fuck yourself eventually you have to think maybe the problem is with me you know so it's like if you but, if, if you don't like a movie you don't like a movie there's plenty of yeah you know 2020 and it's not 2020 because it's made its way up into this social media and and now everyone has a voice has bred the uh-uh i don't have to ever think is it me i don't <laughs> there are people out here procreating and they'd never think, is it me? Right. Like, what do you mean she's pregnant and I got to pay child support? I, <laughs> you know, like, like there's no ownership. And yeah. like, I'm extra ownership, you know? Right. Oh, you got to be kidding. Cool, though. Cool. So there we go. We have one reviewer here who is definitely a virgin and another one who definitely has um, some illegitimate children. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he, his, his pullout game is like the united states <laughs> um yeah no we, we i think we psychoanalyzed these guys pretty well i appreciate uh, that um is there anything else you had to say about it follows before we're done i hate it <laughs> half star <laughs> <laughs> said you know all these things 
Half now that star. I think, now that I think about it, it is about ghost herpes, and therefore I hate it. Now that I think about it, half star. <laughs> I would love that. That is great. Also, if you just want to keep doing this with different movies with me, yes. No, <laughs> but uh, have me back on because of course I do not have conversations about movies enough. Like. Yeah. I mean, my my actor friends that were in Cleveland, they all moved to Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. and I and I and we we swapped movies. Like they gave me two movies, and I gave them three. And we were it's like a book to, club, but for movies. I was supposed to give it back before they moved, and they moved oh. last week. <laughs> but I told them like that's my excuse to go to Atlanta. But those are some cool guys. They knew, they knew things, and I oh, it's. It's so good to be able to talk shop. So many different phrases that I can't come up with. <laughs> and and they're just like, oh yeah, that's called half starring. You know, that's uh <laughs> I'm half starring in a movie this September. No, all right. Uh but yeah, there's anytime that anytime, I'm serious. You just you just reach out. I'll I will jump to to it. I'll watch a movie and we'll do this because this is uh a highlight. So I'm extremely glad you uh, uh, allowed me to come onto your podcast to talk about movies. Of course, I mean, hey, you're looking for places to talk about movies. So you, you found the person because <laughs> it's it's it, it's what I do too much. I started a podcast just because I I was bugging people in conversation, um, <laughs> so I consolidated. Uh, uh, I remembered the word that time. We're here, uh, yeah, because same. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, there isn't an abundance of ears that are hearing what I'm, yeah. you know, hearing what I'm saying or like, but I just thought it was the good movie part, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but, you know, and I ain't knocking it. Cause I mean, one, you, everyone needs entertainment, but yeah. you know, that's what we got the Academy for, you know, right. some, and, uh, th- as soon as we end this, I'm going to throw a couple your way and you throw a couple my way. And, uh, you know to see if we've seen you know this movie because i got i got some and i I, all right well i'm looking forward to it especially after the list of movies you sent me like i know that your tastes are you know they're super broad and they're all pretty great so um but yeah so i i appreciate it i appreciate you picking this movie we are uh, r- rounding out spooky season, and you have the high honor of being one of the one of the special episodes of October. So Ooh. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. everybody that wraps up another spooky episode of we are movies thank you so much for listening thank you to my friend jay for coming on as always i really appreciate it definitely go listen to sitting down with stand-ups and follow him on all the social media stuff he's a great comic uh just you know anytime you see him on a lineup i recommend catching him uh he's hosting a show that i will be featuring on at copper whale winery in clyde ohio on november 21st he will be hosting i'll be featuring diego antanasio is headlining so that's going to be a whole lot of fun if you happen to be in the area i hope to see you there 
Um, as always, if you are a fan of the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at We Are Movies Pod. You can also like the Facebook page, We Are Movies. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Johnny Mockney, J O H N N Y M O C N Y. That is all for you today. I will be back with you soon with the final episode of Spooky Season on Halloween Day. It's a very special episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. But until then, I'm Johnny Mockney saying, you see that girl, right?